and welcome to the Humble Heretics podcast. I wouldn't recommend listening to the rest of this episode since I'm not actually in it, but if you decide to go against my advice, then you can expect a chat from Tim, Kirsty, Josh and Catherine as they do a wee recap of the previous Humble Heretic episodes. Enjoy. Are you recording? Yeah, I started. Every intro to this podcast now is, contains the words. Somebody say, "Are you yeah. recording?" I was, I was purposely not going to ask that because <laughs> I, oh. I just start talking and you're like, but "Are you, you recording?" Never, I'm like, "Well, yeah." You never say anything. Well, that's just supposed like a natural. Like you're organic. Yeah. Oh, wow, well, that's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> just a nod. I should tell you in advance, shouldn't I? But uh, we've got many guests today. Yeah. Most importantly, we've got Josh and Catherine oh. with us. Yeah. Hi. Hi, guys. Did, did I say that you were brother last time? Asher. I don't know. <laughs> we also have Asher. Yeah, Asher's trying to introduce himself. Yeah. He's going to be noisy. Yeah. And also Ted, the Duke, is, <laughs> is in the vicinity somewhere. He's just disappeared, but he'll come back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's good to have you. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's nice. And um, Anna's not here this time, so... Yeah. Sorry about that, Anna. Yeah, well, without you. snooze your leaves, don't you? If you will live in Edinburgh, then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why are you guys at, in Lancaster at the moment? That's quite interesting, isn't it? Because you used to live in London. <laughs> yeah, so we were working in London for about three, three years, uh, which is where I'm from, and I think we were both a bit sick of everything so we've uh, decided to buy a van and convert it into a little place to live and travel around the world as far as we can get without breaking down I think yeah or getting arrested or getting arrested or (laughs) yeah (laughs) getting kidnapped or any other (laughs) I haven't thought about that one oh there's so many possibilities we're going wrong (laughs) what about joining a cult yeah yeah could do that yeah (laughs) Well, that sounds well good. Yeah. 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 So we're. It's dreamy. Mm. The van looks good as well. I saw it yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw it. Look good. How long have yeah. so you been working on it for? Like oh. two, three months now. Forever. Oh, well, <laughs> we ambitiously we got the van in. I think we got the van in because we had the car accident in February. Then we got the van in. I think it was May. May and. I was like, we could totally get this done in the summer. We'll take advantage of the long weekends and the yeah. late evenings. <laughs> that didn't happen at all. And then we took a big break over winter, and then we were like, I think we probably need to quit in order to get this finished. Finish it, so, yeah. 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 So we quit a little early, and then we've been trying to work on it. I always think that you need yeah. like a lot of headspace to do something like that yeah because um, it's a lot of planning and researching and you're learning stuff that you've never done before yeah. I think a lot of people we've seen online or read their blogs and were like oh you know I they put time frames on what on what they did yeah. I'm like yeah I, I was working full time and I just did it every weekend and I don't think that was ever going to be yeah. us at all we yeah. just not haven't got that kind of <laughs> dedication stamina yeah. or skill set to be able to do it quite like that yeah I mean I, th- I think a lot of the estimates I've seen online have been massive underestimates anyway yeah well, it, took, time yeah, it actually took cost. them longer than they, th- they said it was going to well they're saying it's going to take like three to eight weeks and I'm like hey what yeah how have you done that because yeah. Yeah. we've been working on this one I mean our van's a bit weird 
Yeah, it's, it's not... all the weird <coughs> shapes and sizes everywhere, but yeah, we've been working on it for full time now for two and a half months, maybe. Yeah. We'll edit it in post. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we're going to filter you out somehow. Yeah. Someone should invent, like, a baby sound filter for Ableton. They, they would get very rich very quickly. Yeah. I'm not sure anyone else is trying to record musical podcasts with a baby in the room. No, if, you, if you could filter our baby sounds, then people oh, would in general. Just, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you're going to be around for... Yeah. yeah. Way off in it's, full it's, yeah. bum... Mode. <laughs> no, no, no job. Yeah. Get to hang around, pop in in the middle of the day and yeah. and stay. There. What chat to me yeah. for six hours? Yeah, <laughs> that was really fun though. Yeah, yeah it was nice. It was like, oh, I'll pop in for half an hour. Six hours later, yeah. <laughs> it's all worked out nicely, hasn't it? Because obviously Ash has arrived. Yeah, and you guys can be around to see him loads, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So, um. You actually went and listened to some of our podcasts, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> I went back and listened to all the ones I hadn't listened to today. I thought they were all really good, really interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's been, it's been nice listening to them. At, uh, we've just been making dinner or something at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you guys are there, and, but I think... Oh, that's true. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be nice because it just feels like we're in the conversation, but then I want to be like, oh, I want to ask them a question. I'm like, they're not here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mum says she does that. Yeah. So she yeah. listens to it and tries to, 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 jump to in. contribute, mm. which, is, which is really strange because you never really do that when you listen to a normal podcast. No. But when it's your own family, mm. yeah, you, you're so used to being part of the conversation, maybe, that you want to put stuff in there. Mm. Yeah. So that's why we're doing this episode, <clears throat> yeah. which is where you guys get up to speed. Mm. Yeah. Maybe talk about some of the podcast episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how much we've got to say on a few of the things, but there's a few of the topics that are really close to Catherine's heart. That's a really oh, Christian thing they? to say. <laughs> They're really close. That's something that you'd say in church. That was really bad. You really like cults, though, don't you? That's yeah, I haven't been in a cult. I haven't been in a cult. <laughs> I haven't been in one, but I think, yeah, it's always been a... I wanted to ask you a question, didn't I? Yeah. Because I was saying, because after that ep- uh, like episode, I was like... No one in church like goes. They're not trying to be a cult because yeah. I was kind of like reflecting on like our church experience, and I'm like, I still don't think it was a cult because no one is trying to be yeah. like one. Not that does anyone try and be like one? If you yeah, that's what I, mean. what I said, isn't it? I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't know if any leader of a cult or head of a cult is deliberately trying to create a cult. I don't yeah. really know. It's, it's weird because I think. There are some, so like Scientology for for instance, from because I went on a big Scientology binge a while ago and was trying to watch everything I could find on anything to do with Scientology. So I watched Going Clear. Watched um, there's a quite a famous woman who's uh, who's quite a famous Scientologist who's now spoken out about the church and interviews a load of the do higher ranking it, people. Do that they call left. it a church? Yeah, yeah. Ch- yeah, the Church Scientology. They have tax exempt status. They had to uh, have a big legal fight to be designated a church so that they could get this tax-free status, which right. is why they get a lot of their money. Mm-hmm. And um, I, <clears throat> I think, because I think it came out in the in the sixties, and the guy who initially made it, it does just sound like he was trying to, because they're very anti-psychology, mm-hmm. and he wanted this new model to fit. I think to figure out what was wrong with him, really. I think he was a bit of a character and a bit strange, but I don't think he necessarily was like, I need to create 
an actual cult, mm. but that's kind of what ended up happening. Yeah, I think that's the case, isn't it? I think a lot of these things start off with people trying to do something different or better. Yeah. And then it spitballs and spirals and... Yeah, but I think the guy who's kind of now taken it over, so once Elron Hubbard died... Yeah. And David Miscavige took over, who's the young... He got into it because his father was in it, who's now left. And he is like... And it's also awkward because you kind of think... He's kind of been indoctrinated by Scientology and has now become the leader and is mm. doing some really horrendous things within Scientology. Yeah. And at what point do you say, is that... Has he been taught that and he's been brainwashed? Yeah. But at what point are you complicit in doing this, continuing this harm to other people? Yeah. But he definitely seems like just saw that opportunity for power and wanted that level yeah. of control over everyone. He's a real piece of work, that guy. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's like continues the cult, even though. Yeah, and you... then do you blame that on the fact that he is trying to do what he was told, or do you blame it on the fact that he's. Yeah. Just trying to be a cult leader, I guess you have to say. Yeah, whether it's like malicious or is it really his fault that he's like that. Yeah. But I think other people who are, who have left are all quite... Um, they recognise that the things they've done were wrong and even then kind of mm. knew it was wrong. Yeah. And got to a point where they couldn't do it anymore. Whereas he... I think the power that he gets from that is probably overtaken any sort of questioning he has about whether he's doing the right thing or not. Yeah. It's a scary man. So do you think... Our church experience is a cult-like. I don't... It's weird, because I think if I was younger, and I think I, I said this before, I think I was quite quick to, because I was definitely had a... I wouldn't say an atheist phase, because I'd still say I'm an atheist now, but a more of a hardcore atheist. Um, I probably would have been quite quick to label most religions a cult, but I think it, yeah. it's... Calling every religion a cult, I think, does a bit of a disservice to mm. people who are in actual cults, and there is quite a difference. <laughs> and labelling everything as a cult probably makes actual cults sound not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, your run-of-the-mill Christianity is not Scientology, and it's no. not even in the same ballpark. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know, if it, like, there are certain things that you guys have mentioned and I've heard on the podcasts that I'm like, oh, that's... That's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's always individuals, though. Yeah. Those The extreme stories come from, like, a fairly small pool yeah. of people yeah. that just happen to be the people that kind of have a lot of responsibilities and, yeah. like, influence within the church. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. You can't necessarily say that all, all religions are <coughs> cults. No. Like, I've we've been to many churches like where it is very just relaxed like yeah. people come and go yeah people do as much as they want to do or if they literally don't want to get involved at all and just want to be there for an hour and leave again yeah then like it's all totally fine there's no like guilt tripping or mm. manipulation and i think churches like that i've like i've got absolutely no problem with mm. um, but i think there are an increasing number we are, i mean we, part of the feedback we've got about this Podcasters that we always talk about, just like evangelical churches, yeah, because that's what we've experienced, yeah, like quite fundamental Christianity. Mm. Uh, but there's a there's a widespread of churches outside of that that are very normal, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the more traditional churches are a bit more normal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's why the evangelicals think that those people aren't saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they would say. They would say that pretty much anyone that's not a born again 
like yeah. spirit-filled Christian is not saved and going yeah. to heaven essentially. Even for the the term born again, I didn't. I had a complete misunderstanding of what that was. I think. Yeah, when, yeah you asked me recently. What do you think it was like climbing back into I, the womb? <laughs> <laughs> I thought born again Christians were. I think I, I, can't, I can't remember what I used to think it was. I think it was that they'd found Christianity later in life or something. That's that's uh, just what oh, I thought. So they didn't was like from, grow up a Christian. Mm, yeah, that, so yeah. me. Yeah, that's Especially. yeah, that's what yeah. I thought a born again Christian was. And when I met Josh and met you guys as family. Oh, they're born again Christians, and I was just like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I'm not sure I know what it means. No, I still don't know. No, what yeah. It means. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because if you've grown up in it, how do you yeah. become born again? I thought I it was know. when you're. <laughs> it's the idea is that like baptized the right word? that when you yeah something to do with baptism but, when you when you you like yeah. die to your old your old self is like is buried in the water yeah. and then your new self like rises yeah. up. So it's like a new birth. Yeah, like, that's where the analogy comes from. Do you remember? being baptised. Yeah, do you? You do? Yeah. Because I remember just being like, oh, Tim's getting baptised. That sounds I'll fun. just do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually wanted to. Yeah. And yeah. I used to think that was a cool, like, testimony. Yeah. Because I was quite young, maybe five. You were like, yeah. But, but now I think, I don't obviously don't remember the lead-up to it. I just I actually remember being in the sea on that holiday and yeah, being okay. baptised. Um, but I do remember, I do, so I don't remember the lead-up to it, but I, what I think now probably happen is that I was in some kind of like child ministry thing like yeah. kids work and at some point they've talked about baptism and you're a kid and you're in church you literally believe everything they tell yeah. you and they probably said if you if you believe in Jesus you should, <clears throat> the next thing that you do is to get baptised so you should get baptised and then I'd probably taken that on board and gone yeah. and pestered yeah. dad to be baptised. So I think dad tells it that you talk to him about it and then he was like, no, you have to think about it and do a bit when you're a bit older, and then you yeah. kept coming back to him about it, so... Yeah, she knew it was yeah. the Holy Spirit. Something like that, yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Children are just like sponges, aren't they? Yeah. They just repeat yeah. what they've yeah. heard. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, as a kid, was absolutely convinced that there was heaven and hell, mm. and that, like, uh, you know, we were saved and going to heaven, and that everybody that didn't believe in Jesus was just going to hell. Yeah. And then I remember telling like our granddad, yeah. like, Christian, like we'd be on holiday with him and we'd be like, we'd be like, hey, you know, yeah. I'm going to call him granddad, just because that's not what we call him, but yeah. <laughs> my granddad, like you need to be a Christian, otherwise you're going to yeah. go to hell. And he'd be like, nah, I'm okay. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, what that was look like to him, I, I'm really him. amazed yeah. that he was so calm about it because you're a kid. Like, I, this is the part of the problem I really had with being in church, and especially when we found out we were having a baby. I was so glad that we'd come out of church. Because, yeah. like, you can't help really but screw up a child's mindset if you bring them up in, in a yeah. quite hard-line Christian yeah. environment. Because they grow up thinking that all their friends are going to hell unless they do something yeah. about it. That's a, such a heavy thing for a child it's to yeah. comprehend. Yeah. I can't... Yeah. I don't know, like a little brain would process that. Yeah, you can't be normal. I think we said this on the last episode with you, Josh. That yeah. There's no, there's no normal childhood, really. No, yeah. Or if you are enjoying like normal childhood, you're feeling guilty about it. Yeah. So it's like. I really just, don't want your mum to listen to this. I feel really guilty. I, I don't <laughs> think it's like them. I just think it's no. the church environment they yeah. found themselves in. Yeah. And I think mum was very uncomfortable about it a lot of the time in church as well. Yeah. It felt like she had to be there and she ought to be there. And yeah. sort of pressured to be there because it was the done thing, wasn't it? Your face. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I 
for the face. <laughs> well, she, she's talked a lot yeah, yeah. about that, about yeah. how she, even from the early days, was very uncomfortable with a lot yeah. of it, but never had like no standing or confidence to stand up and be like, I'm yeah. not sure about this. And it's really hard to know what kind of effect that has on a kid yeah. anyway, because I'm sure you could swing it a different way and think that, well, if you instill that in a child, they'll have a very clear sense of what's right and wrong, and that's the yeah. like a good thing. Mm. But maybe more in reality, it translates to just massive feelings of guilt about yeah. everything you do and second-guessing everything. But sure. so I guess it's, it's meant to be... Or kind of how I see it as a non-Christian, that it takes some of the ambiguity out of what's good, what's bad. So it's almost like having a clear guideline for I can't do this because this is bad and I can do this because this is good. Yeah. So you don't have constant moral dilemmas um, about things and that must be quite nice in a way yeah but for a kid like like it's still not that clear cut I don't know I mean it was it, I felt like growing up it was very clear cut but yeah. I would just feel guilty because I knew what I was doing was wrong yeah so that's because it was just normal human behaviour yeah but it felt wrong because I've been yeah. told that these things were all wrong like yeah, everything like was wrong well for even thinking about things that you shouldn't think yeah. about mm. lying anything just or like even remotely doing anything remotely wrong, thinking, yeah. oh, I've done the wrong thing. Yeah. I, mm. I think I used to say to people, because someone had told me, because, you know, this idea that like, um, you know, like babies are like born sinful. Mm. And uh, someone's saying like, no one teaches a child to lie. And that was like a rationale for saying that yeah, that you are born sinful because no one teaches you to lie. You yeah. just you can just lie. Yeah, that's a and I and I was like, at the time I was like, oh yeah, okay, sure, <laughs> because I was just an idiot and like <laughs> believed anything people were telling me at the time because I'd just come into the church. Yeah, yeah. but now you think about it, you're like, that's dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you look really at like a, a baby. You no, know, Ash is like what less than two months old. Yeah, how can literally he has no. Like decision making at no, all. He yeah. just responds to like the most basic survival yeah. instincts. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. hungry, I'm, I'm hot, I'm cold, yeah. I need when, to sleep. And even yeah. when they get older, like kids lie because they've just made the connection between I, I was messing around and I shouldn't have done, I knocked the glass over and I broke it. And I know that means I'm in trouble, so I'm gonna lie. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's not like a simple thing, it's just to them, it's like the logical thing to do. Like, yeah. I need to get out of trouble, yeah. I need to lie. And plus, you don't need to sit down and teach a child to lie for them to pick up on the fact that oh, yeah. people lie. Yeah. yeah. That we're all kind of lying all of the time yeah. about some things anyway. Yeah. How was yeah. your day? Oh, fine. <laughs> that was a really? Lie. Yeah. <laughs> Because you don't just tell your children everything. No, yeah, yeah. All your life. So they must pick up the fact that sometimes you, like, change the way you talk about something. Yeah, Yeah, for sure, yeah. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) So speaking of things going wrong, uh, or getting things wrong, Mm. I don't know, I I wanted to ask you, because when when I was growing up as a charismatic evangelist or whatever, I always used to think that I had been baptised wrong or I had been baptised incorrectly because I was waiting for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to appear. No way. And they never did. As a and child. Like, as a child, as a teenager, I was, I was like, maybe I, was, maybe I did this step wrong, maybe I was baptised oh. wrong, or maybe I was baptised in the Holy Spirit wrong, or maybe I'm not even saved properly. Because either these were the steps that we were taught, right? You get, yeah. you say that you're sorry for your sins, mm. 
God forgives you, you are now a Christian. You then get baptized, you're a born again Christian, and then you get baptized in the Holy Spirit and you get the gifts of the Spirit. Um, yeah. But those things never happened for me. So I was always a bit like, did I just get baptized at the wrong time? Do I need to go and get baptized again? Have I done something wrong here? Like, does it say that it can't be salt water? Yeah. I don't know. Baptized <laughs> <laughs> in the sea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Try fresh water just yeah. in case. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. tell you what people would tell you at church. Is that like you need to spend more time in the Word? Yeah, I don't know what people would tell you. About the gifts of the Spirit, though, because it's, that's nothing to do... I would not think. I don't know if people would say that. It's nothing to do with, like, being in the Word. I think people might say you should... But that's what, like, some of the students got from Covenant College. You don't, you don't, mean, you don't mean being in the Word. You, like, you mean reading the Bible as well. Reading I was going to say, I have no idea what that means. That would have the most confused look. You just need to be I'm, in the Word. <laughs> Just get, just get a really big Bible and just get in just, it. Just in get it. in it. Sleep in it. Sleep in it. I don't think... I, I think I know what you mean. You don't just mean in the Word. You, what you mean is, like, Pray. spending time like, in the presence of God, like, setting yeah. more time aside each day to, like, mm. pray and read the Bible and meditate and speak in tongues if you've got the gift. That so. is how you're going to do it. Yeah, so the speaking <laughs> in tongues was the one that I never got, and I was like, yeah. why is this not working? Why is yeah. it not happening? I'm just sat here, you know, in this, in this, like, giant hallway with hundreds of other people who are speaking in tongues. You're talking about the conferences. Or yeah, the, conferences, yeah. and I'm like, I can't... I'm just I'm sat with my mouth open, like, I'd like to be able to speak in tongues now. Yeah. And it never happened. And eventually I learned that it was gibberish, and I was like, okay, let's just speak gibberish then. Yeah. Yeah. I can speak in tongues now, that's great. (laughs) That's the survival instinct, isn't it? It's like, I think I was the same as a kid, was like expecting something to actually like happen to me. And then it never did. Like being prayed for again in those conferences. Yeah. They were awful, by the way. They we should really do a whole bad. thing about those because yeah. they were just dreadful. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like no, never having that like overwhelming urge, and then eventually just realizing that I could, somebody was like, "Oh, you should just start like saying syllables." Yeah. And then like God will help you with the rest, and then you just start saying yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this I think we were in we were listening to a, another podcast years ago. <clears throat> they talk about different concepts and they mentioned speaking in tongues and I think I was like oh that's really nuts and you mentioned that that was something that your church did and I, I was absolutely flabbergasted <laughs> I was like I thought that was just like a very niche no, specifically American mm-hmm. I had it in my head that that was a very American thing no. in these yeah. big uh, big churches uh, where everyone's getting really rolled up and there's a band and people was I, and I was, I was I had no idea that was a common a semi commonplace thing yeah and I was yeah really surprised do you think it is common I think it's really common yeah mm-hmm. I mean but when you say common do you mean common with in terms of like well evangelists I, I only know so like I, could, I guess I know a lot of the churches in this area yeah sure like yeah a mixture of backgrounds yeah and maybe up to 50% of them oh, would really? contain people that say they speak in tongues okay I, a lot of them maybe wouldn't like publicly do it or would say <laughs> it or teach it but there would be people in the churches that okay mm. you know like the wacky lady at the back shall I blah 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 yeah. It's weird as well because I would have. I always associated speaking in tongues with a much more like a culty something um, that would happen in yeah. a mm. horror film type of like. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, like I, like I thought speaking very much like a like a demon possession is what mm. I would have associated with speaking in tongues. Well, demons are fallen angels, and it is the tongue of angels. Yeah, so. it, yeah. I had no idea that that was not oh. like oh. a heresy. <laughs> 
You should have said that to someone in church. I would have loved to see just being like, <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, carry on. Yeah, no, it, it was just, uh, I think there were just a lot of things about, uh, just a lot of things I didn't know about evangelical Christianity at yeah. all that were, yeah, even common in this country at all. Because, I, I, again, I thought it was very much an American thing. Yeah. But I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, big one. I mean, um, when I was on, on Bible college, we used to have some sessions would start by the leader, the teacher of the day, being like, OK, everyone stand up. We're all going to speak in tongues now for, like, 30 minutes. 30, 30 minutes? minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my days. Because people have these, like, wacky stories of, like, oh, man, like, I spoke in tongues for... Like an hour, and then like I had this amazing like vision and experience. And yeah, probably because your mind was like <laughs> yeah, delirious, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Is, it, is it like just? I can kind of imagine how you could convince yourself that you were speaking in tongues, where if you were the sort of person that could quite freely, almost relax and just go with <clears throat> whatever pops into your brain first, yeah. and that feeling like some kind of spirit. Could do and, it now. Yeah, we yeah. can all speak in tongues now if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't sure really want remember. to. I'm not sure you can remember. Yeah, like how I used to do it. I need someone to play some like slow guitar music <laughs> acoustically. Is it, is it to music usually? Sometimes. No, sometimes. It just helps get, you know, the vibes. <laughs> the, the, the music thing's really interesting because you can get the same results yeah. even without even without being a Christian by playing music. Which you like mean, if you, mental. If you play like, yeah, you can, you can get the same kind of mm-hmm. mental state from just listening to like soft. Mm. Like, like non-lyrical music. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that's basically what it is, isn't it? It's like yeah. disengaging like this, yeah. it almost like disengages the speech part of your brain. I think people have done some like brain scans of people yeah. speaking until them. Yeah. Okay. And it comes from like a different part of your brain to like your language center. Yeah. Because you're, because you're not, you're obviously you're not speaking. You don't have to engage the part of your brain that puts language together, do you? You just no, have like yeah. sounds and the yeah. feeling but of them. So it's yeah. kind of like humming or, or a melody or, or yeah. yeah, whistling. <laughs> There's been quite a lot of study done on it actually. So yeah. I read a study once that said um, that when you they 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 registered all the syllables that people used when they were speaking in tongues from different languages in different yeah. congregations okay. in different places and they found that more often than not when people spoke in tongues they spoke using syllables that they would commonly use in their in their own language. In their own language. Well that's interesting. I thought yeah. you were gonna say the opposite that everyone was using that the same syllables. No, <laughs> no exactly, yeah. It's, it's not it's not like that at all. Mm. It's like people are just pulling from yeah. their own syllables. Yeah, because you wouldn't be like like doing it and then because there are certain it's like speaking other languages when you can't quite get the sounds that they make, like an Arabic yeah. Yeah. Like a yeah. deep yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. thing or a... Uh, like a... Yeah, yeah, like a... Like yeah, yeah. Or clicking like in... Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you'd kind of think... Surely that would be a bit of a hint. People are making it up. you're going to think about, like, the common thing is, like, shababab, whatever. And lots of E sounds. Shampoo. Shampoo. With the sha. You should just use a random line. Bar is banned. Yeah, shampoo yeah. band. Oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, have you ever, did you ever hear stories of like somebody? So, just to educate you all for a second. There's, there's a difference between 
the speaking in tongues yeah. and what they call the gift of tongues. Okay. Uh, okay. So the speaking tongues is like a spiritual gift that... Best gift ever. A <laughs> <laughs> gift? What did you get for Christmas? <laughs> Box of tongues. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, um, so speaking in tongues is like the gift that everyone's supposed to get when they are baptised in the Spirit, pretty much. The gift of tongues is the, is like uh, what the disciples experienced <coughs> when they like experienced like baptism of fire and yeah. they started speaking, in, supposedly started speaking in languages that people yeah. in the region could understand because I can't quite remember the story now, but everyone from different regions had come to yeah. Jerusalem for something. Mm. It wasn't it the same event that they came to for yeah. when Jesus was born. Oh, maybe. This, yeah. I can't remember that bit. Well, they all have to come back to, anyway. So yeah, and then they start speaking in different languages, supposedly, and all these yeah. different people can understand them. So oh, the, okay. people distinguish between the gift of tongues being something that is where you're given supernaturally like a different language. Oh, okay. Whereas speaking in tongues is like the, the tongues of angels type yeah. thing. Yeah, okay. But did you ever hear stories of somebody speak, like using the gift of tongues in a meeting and somebody being there from another country? Yeah, I heard the story of Rose speaking Spanish for the first time. You're gonna have to edit that bit out. No, no, it's fine. Yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. You do look slightly panicked. I was like, Gross. super panicked. No, it's that's fine. Go on, carry on. Um, and I just I was thinking of the same story. That's why. Yeah, I think. And then, what did you hear of it then? That she'd never spoken Spanish before. Yeah. And this was the first time she'd ever speak in spoke speak in Spanish. <laughs> and then, speak in Spanish. <laughs> and then somebody who was in the congregation who had never been in the congregation before, came to the front and afterwards or something and said, I just want you to know that that was the most beautiful Spanish I've ever heard or something like that. Something along those lines that I don't think I ever saw again. That was only there That's that the only time. time you've heard of it. Yeah. I tell you that story is 90% bullshit and I know okay. that now because okay. I've kind of dug into it. Uh, okay. What happened was that firstly the second person in the story was not uh, someone who'd never been to the meeting okay. before. It was a part of somebody who was in the chair. Because I heard it the way oh, you right, just okay. described it. Right, right, okay. Because that story's been elaborated so many oh, times. Oh, I see, okay. So what happened was she's speaking in tongues or she's singing in tongues, I think. Yeah. She was in, like, in the worship. Yeah. Um, and at the end of every line, she was saying the Spanish word for Jesus. Okay. So basically, like, right. Jesus. 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 Yeah. Essentially, like a word yeah. that was pretty much like that. Okay. Um, and somebody came up and translated, or like the interpretation they gave was that, like, oh, every line you sang like ended with the word for Jesus in Spanish. Right. Okay. So therefore, that, like, the, it was the, what you were singing was a song that meant like everything is all about Jesus because right. every line kept coming back to Jesus. That's the actual know. story. Okay. So who did you hear the actual story that? from? Yeah. Well, because there's people that we know that are. Were there? They were close. They were close. Let's give too many details away here, but oh no! But, but, but <laughs> we know people like, who are close yeah. to people involved in this story who okay. actually know. So who's yeah, telling sure. you the the I don't fictionalized know. version? I think, I think I heard it from the from the pastor at the church. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just these types, these those type of stories do just get. Oh, yeah, like, it's, it, it, there is some kind of studies about this that when a story gets retold enough times, yeah, each time it's retold. In any setting, it gets slightly elaborated, yeah. and slightly exaggerated, yeah. and so that story I think has just been passed down and exaggerated. Yeah. But it's like it's like when you sort of go to university and everyone has the same story about the same that person from a, from the school down the road 
and everyone, yeah, all these schools yeah, all have story, the same yeah. stories. You're yeah. like, oh, that happened to... Oh. <laughs> what about that? There was a really like, famous story that was going around with the story of, like, the dog in the in the suitcase on the tube. Yes. Yeah. Yes, another you one you made. Yeah, I've heard and that And I one. heard it from someone at uni who was like, no, I actually know the person that... Yeah. Did this. And then you tell it to someone else, and they're like, but I heard it from somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a weird story. I'll tell it another time. <laughs> I think I remember it so, vaguely. So, um, stories being told multiple times and them getting more elaborated each time. How does that factor into the fact <laughs> that the Bible was written a number of years after the event? Years or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely. So one definitely. of the podcasts that you guys did, just to bring it back to that, I don't know. It's like <laughs> is the Christmas story and how yeah. how real was the Christmas story and what what were facts and what were not facts. Um, and you mentioned in your podcast actually that the guys that wrote about it, so that'd be Matthew and Luke, they weren't there at the birth, but mm. they wrote about the birth. But they must yeah. have heard about the birth, and it must have been a story for like a hundred years. Yeah, and I don't imagine it was Jesus himself telling them about the birth. No. no. Yeah. Because you don't really get the impression that he went about talking about his birth and child. Yeah. <laughs> he might have done. Obviously, he was with yeah. them a lot of times. Yeah. So he might have. But then, yeah, but then but he wouldn't he know either. Know either. He yeah. would only know from his, the people that told him. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. I think uh, a lot of these things is what I struggle with with like church life now. Is that you're taught to hold these things so tightly, like yeah. they're absolute mm. concrete. Yeah. But as soon as you start probing them, yeah. you find that they're just not. But it's okay that they're not. Like I'm, yeah, all, I'm I, perfectly I totally all right with people basing yeah. like, because the whole idea of religion and spirituality is it's not concrete. Nobody yeah. actually knows like yeah. mm. what it's all about, so it's fine to say like, oh, you know, I get my kind of spiritual influence from the Bible and the, the idea of this person, yeah. Jesus. For sure, yeah. like that, I'm okay with. Yeah. But when you're going around saying like we have to defend the Bible, like the Bible is absolutely 100 percent right. Mm. If people yeah, would say yeah. things like, you know, God's word upholds like the universe, so if God lied at all in the Bible, it's just it's impossible because the whole universe would like collapse because it's all upheld upon God's word. So. Because the Bible says that it's all held upon the word. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it can't be wrong if it says it itself. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> first rule of Fight Club is the first rule of Fight Club is the first rule of Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a self-perpetuation. Even when I, yeah. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but even when I learned about it at Bible college, when we were t- learning about the Bible, and the, we had a, a module called the authority of the word. Yeah. And ultimately, like, he was coming back to, like, where do things get their authority from? And yeah. he came to the Bible, and he's like, where does the Bible get, get its authority from? And I was expecting, like, some really, uh, like, revelation of an answer. Yeah. <laughs> and all he said was, like, be, be, I, I'll take you to this verse in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> See Timothy 3.16, I know it. Oh, man. Uh, I can't oh, remember what it so is now, but that is the verse. But it's about like so good, oh, all, all the scripture is. <laughs> yeah. It's like a. I don't want to do it, but like. It's a good book, and it's good. And it's, it's, a book. it's like a, a comedy song about the Bible. It's like we know the good books, but because the good book says it's good, and the, and the good book knows it's good because a really good book would. <laughs> That's really good, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll have to show you that one later. But yeah, because yeah. that verse is like all. Scripture is is inspired by God and useful for teaching, admonishing, blah blah blah. So, but even um, that verse itself doesn't say everything in this book is in, true. No, yeah. it says yeah. it's all, all inspired by God. But it also says all Scripture, which yeah. is not talking about the Bible that we have now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So either way, it's, yeah. it's a skewed argument. And it, I mean, even the word for Scripture in Greek might also have other meanings as yeah. well. Like, 
their, their scripture at the time was not what we have in the no. Bible. It was the, it was the Jewish the Old Testament. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, is there... A, so, in your particular church, do you have to have a certain version of the Bible? Because I know there are different, like, the King James okay. version. Is, like, is there yeah. much difference between them? No, it's pretty open. Some, like, people have their preferences. But... Okay. Yeah. Some of the translations, like, they are a bit like, well, that... When you compare them, they are slightly saying different yeah, things. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Especially when you're taught to really take it, this is absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. I really sh- sometimes I'm like, well, that one says yeah. that yeah, but word. Then, then and, but to me, that word is very important because yeah. it slightly changes the meaning. Yeah, you were quite interested in the, in the Greek, like, the, uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the dictionary thing you used to use quite a lot, where you look up the words and find out what they're supposed to like. But even then, when you look at the meaning of a Greek word, yeah. yeah, it'll give you like ten different things. Yeah, because a, a lot of them had logos. Yeah. Like the so word logos. logos. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the word, the okay. word was with God, and the word was yeah. God. That's the word means the word is logos, but logos can mean like a number of very different things. Yeah, mm. like a, a bunch of really odd things. And then they say that it was translated by like using the words, but the words in context with other words yeah. and the stories that they're yeah, in. Yeah. So it's all very circumspective, isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah, it must depend who's doing that work as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, there's the amazing <coughs> story of the 70 translators, whoever it is. What is that? Like, oh, I'm not going to quote this right, so... Anyway, <laughs> but there's, there's, I think it's maybe when they translated the New Testament from Greek or something. Okay. There's supposedly, like, these 70 scholars that went into different rooms and oh, didn't right. come out until, like, they translated oh. it and then okay. compared it, and it was, like, really high percentage the same, accurate. So, yeah. so it was God translating himself? No, they were good room to do that, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd have no idea. I don't understand. As in, like, because they were really highly accurate, it was God Himself telling Trans- them all. Telling tell them all. Yeah. How no, no. I think the, the idea is they were actual scholars who could translate it. This is yeah. the story, and that right. because they all used right. the same, they had the techniques and knowing the words yeah. and the context, and they translated the, the Bible and yeah. then came together again with the, basically the same translation. But, and that's all well and good, yeah. but you get seventy people from the same time frame to do the same thing who have all learned the same yeah, method yeah. of translating something. They're all yeah. going to come out with the same thing anyway, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose yeah. that's true. Yeah. It might be yeah. very different from what we would do now, knowing a bit more about it. Yeah. I can't remember what we were talking about now. No. I can't. Oh yeah, the authority of the oh, Bible. Yeah, because yeah, I was really like waiting for something to actually pin my confidence on the Bible, and yeah. And then when I was told that, I was like, Man, that's really sad. I was like, that's just dis- just even at the time, I was like, that's really disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that it? Is that yeah. all, we, all they've got to like justify this to other people? Is that the Bible yeah. says like the, I should believe the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Even at, when I was at uni, I was the leader of a cell group, so that was like a little prayer group that happened every Tuesday. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, so I, would I, I would love to see it now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, we were going around and knocking on doors and giving out pancakes and all the rest to students. Um, but somebody said, one of, one of the, one of the uh, events we did was we'll give you a pancake but you have to like talk to us about ask a question never, you never have to ask a question ask a yeah because yeah. you can never it's just like, have a pancake it's like text that's... for toasty now that's yeah 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 I heard about that text it was, for toasty it was, I think it was text it's, for pancake it's the maybe. thing where they the, the Christian Union will make toasties yeah and you text them a question and they'll come yeah. to a flat with a toasty yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'll, they'll that's come exactly in what it was. and talk to you about the question that yeah. you asked them so you can get a free toasty 
basically be like a bunch of Christians in your house and yeah, yeah. Like preying on yeah. students' desire to get free food. Yeah. Really. I yeah. did that when I wasn't a Christian. Yeah, uni. got free tasty. Did you? You yeah. weren't very impressed with their answer. No, I was like, what? What was your question? <laughs> I think I asked about like creation and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, and they were like, well, the Bible says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Carol. So one of the questions that I got, and this was when I was a cell leader as well, not just part of the cell group. So you I expected I was trying to, to know the answers. I expected yeah. to know the answers, but one of the questions I got was, "What proof is there of God?" Which is a big question, right? Yeah. Mm. And I was sat there like, because I've always been a bit like, well, you can't actually prove it. Mm. So I went over and I said, "You you can't prove it. You can't prove that there's a real God." But the person in my cell group was like, no, you can prove it, because it says so in the Bible. And I was like, no, oh, no you can't right. prove it. I'm sorry, yeah. but you can't prove it. Yeah. There's nothing you can do to actually prove that God exists. Because yeah. that's the entire point, because if you could prove it, then we'd all know that there was a God. Yeah. No belief. But it was, it just, I think it was a bit discordant with what he was, what he was, had grown up with. Mm. Yeah. And it was also probably not what I was expected to say at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, supposed to really defend it. Yeah. But actually, I think like, it's a much more respectable thing to say mm. you can't yeah. prove it. Like, I, I choose to believe it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Everyone's free to, to make that choice. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think that's definitely what fueled a lot of sort of arguments against religion from a very atheist perspective was, yeah. the, was the whole thing about not being able to prove it and that yeah. kind of being the whole basis for being an atheist and not really actually looking at the, well, what if you do, <clears throat> what if you do choose to believe without yeah. proof? Yeah. And what but, benefits does that have? And but, so, yeah. I was going to say, but either way, like, <clears throat> you can't prove that there is a God and you can't prove that there isn't a God. So, yeah. atheism is itself a, a yeah. choice of belief. <laughs> this is like, if, if, if someone said that to me, but maybe I was like, it's 19, I'd be like, no, that's not the same. <laughs> I would have got yeah. so uppity. I, I, I think. I think I had that said to me once and I was like, no, it's not the same. Blah, 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 blah. But now I'm, I think, a bit more like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I don't know. And I think, I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That you can't prove it. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, I do. But as well. don't go around acting as if you know something which exactly. is absolutely solidly true. Yeah. Yeah. And that everybody else must come around to your way of thinking. Yeah. Because it's you. You can't have that much confidence. If if you have that much confidence, I would go as far to say that you're just ignorant. Like yeah. you just don't understand that yeah. like what you believe the foundation you're believing on is not as strong as you think yeah. it is. Yeah. But you've never looked into it. You've just yeah. taken what you've been taught. And that was that was true for me for a long time, I think. Do you yeah. think like a lot of older people would say that like they have proof because of so much like evidence in their life? Mm. I think if you said to you know, to the apostle that used to lead mm. our group of churches yeah, okay. who's what's an apostle? Yeah, I thought apostle was like an old uh, no, yeah. aren't apostles now. No. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is another theological this is debate. I haven't got to to explain things. <laughs> so, like, a lot of churches believe that those were the only apostles. Yeah. But then the, the more kind of evangelical churches now believe that the gift of the apostles, like, is okay. an ongoing thing. So an apostle well, is somebody yeah, is <laughs> who, suppose, uh, uh, originally someone who, like, plants and grows churches, and then we'll okay. oversee the church and like put people in place to lead it, and then like move okay. on to plan and grow. It's not like a priest. Another church. No, it's like a no. Because like, like, a priest is someone who's like put in place, like an elder or a yeah. pastor. Okay. They're all, yeah. I would say they're all fairly similar. Yeah. An apostle is the, the main role is meant to be like church planting and then overseeing and like okay. and like they like following the example of the apostles in the Bible. Yeah. 
who would like write to the churches and give them like teaching and doctrine to okay. kind of be responsible for the, the church, group of churches. So our yeah. apostle was a guy who oversaw like a lot of churches, like a bunch in the mm. UK and like loads in other countries as well. Okay. He's like the point of the triangle. Yeah, they, so he's like a hierarchy, isn't he? He's, yeah. like, the, he's like the head of... It's, it's turning something that shouldn't have been a hierarchy into a hierarchy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that people can move up as they get better at being a Christian. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And save more people. They can become more likely to be an apostle. Or <laughs> 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 Sounds really... like multi-level marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pass on to three of your friends, then they need yeah. to pass on to three of their friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I, I guess think... apostles are like the highest point of the evangelical church, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, like, yeah they're like, like ultimate, the Pope. ultimate authority. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But I think they would say that you can, because of some of the, I I just think some of the things that they would have said that they've experienced, yeah. they would say, mm-hmm. I can prove it because of these events or whatever. Yeah. Didn't well, we t- there wasn't an episode where we talked about a lot about how, we were talking about uh, demonic possession, actually. Oh. Where we were talking about how, like, all the stories you hear because i mm-hmm. when i think about that as like in my christian heart i'm like well that must be the case because you like you hear it so much yeah. like all the time stories of like people in churches like in different countries especially in like yeah. india and cuba and like our apostle overseas churches in all these countries yeah so we hear all these stories coming through and the, and the pastors from those churches will come to our country and like speak at conferences and you hear all about it yeah but it's always like so many steps removed from yourself yeah Yeah. and like we were talking about it for a while and we could never actually pin down a story Mm. where it wasn't more than two people removed from yourself i have a story go on (laughs) (laughs) i think i said this didn't i i think i was listening to this podcast and i said i've got a story about this about, about the demonic possession or demons yeah really go on then yeah so um uh when we were younger we uh we went to finland didn't we yeah i went to finland before you did actually as i went to finland in you year seven twice, yeah. yeah um with the choir that's funny yeah and then, um, so I was sharing a room with this guy, um, and this guy, and his, uh, well, I won't, I won't tell his name because, but yeah, I was sharing a room with this guy and t- him and an English guy, an English guy from yeah, the school, from the school, me, him, and two other people from the school were having a conversation around lunchtime one time, um, and we were talking about like Christianity because I brought it up because I was like. I'm an evangelist, I should bring this up with everybody I can, kind of thing. Um, and we were talking about like demonic possessions and stuff. Um, and the night before, I had been woken up in the middle of the night by my friend in the room stirring, right. like talking in his sleep and things. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's really weird. And then I heard this like really distinct rustling under my bed. Right. And I was like, oh, flip, what's going on? So I just kind of rolled over and I was like, what is going on here? Like, oh, something weird is really happening. And I, and, I, and I was pretty sure that he was possessed. Right. Um, basically. Cause, or, like, there was a demon in the room and it had woken him up and it had right. woken me up as well. Okay. Um, and I told them this story the day after. But then as I was packing up from the, hot, from, from the, from the trip, I found an open bag of 
chocolate raisins under my bed. And a mouse had been in. No, it? he had been under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate raisins. No way. Eating your chocolate raisins. Eating my chocolate raisins and he'd woken me up. <laughs> That's an incredible story. I asked him about it. Yeah, you told me the other day. I asked him about it, and he was like, no, I'm not touching chocolate raisins. And then when I packed or yeah, I think he just still declined it, that it was never him. Wow. So my demonic possession story. But he mentioned that they were his favourite chocolate. Oh, that's right, yeah. He said at some point previously, I knew that chocolate raisins were his favourite sweet, so. Yeah. That is incredible. My demonic possession story is actually about how you can be very easily misled into thinking that something is demonic possession. Yeah, I think I think that's very true. It's, it's just a really not. Hungry it's, boy. It's just, um, <laughs> just a hungry, yeah, just, 11 just year old. Just sharing a room with a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's true. And I think it's. I, I don't know if you heard the episode where we talked about like the classic story of. <clears throat> yeah. Like, you hear it about loads of famous yeah. Christian leaders who wake up in, woke up in the night and. You knocked a beer over? They're both empty. Okay. <laughs> it's about to evict you from the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, the classic story of like a famous Christian leader and he wakes up in the night and yeah. there's something in his room and he knows there's something yeah. there and, he, and he, he kind of looks up and he sees that, oh, it's only the devil. Yeah. And so he goes, he's just like, oh, it's only you, I'll go back to sleep. Yeah. And you'd be like, wow, that's so amazing, this guy is so full of faith, he's not yeah. even fussed by the devil being there. Uh, and he'd also be like, now I'm terrified yes. to sleep every night, yeah. thanks for that. <laughs> I'm still terrified when I wake up in the middle of the light, the middle of the night to look around. Really? Still, still, because I'm like, what if there is something there? Or yeah, what if I see something and I think it's something that's not, and I get really scared. Yeah, because if I've got like yeah, yeah, things hanging on, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if we have something hanging on, because I'm terrible at leaving cupboards open, yeah, and wardrobe doors open. And if you wake up in the night and you see the doors are open... <laughs> I'm just picturing Josh like trying to walk to the bathroom in the night and like smacking his head repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Catherine, there's two doors there. <laughs> but I quite often, like, if I have something hanging on it or something yeah. or something hanging over a chair, yeah. you don't like It'll having freak it. freak me out. Yeah. And, I've, and I was quite surprised, I think, because it seemed like, yeah. oh, but, you know... Yeah, it's just something in the room. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah, oh, no, that? No. Maybe like a split second of, oh, it kind of looks like a person, but mm. then being like... It's chair, go back to sleep. That's interesting yeah. that because I, I, I have always been quite like active in my sleep. I sleep talking, yeah. sort of yeah. like dreamy, hallucinate a lot. I kind of half wake up and hallucinate. Yeah. yeah. So it happens. It's happened quite a lot more recently because I'm constant. I the thing that I always think is happening is that I've dropped Asher in the bed and fallen asleep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wake up in the oh. night trying to find him yeah. when he's not actually. He's in his cot, and yeah. I don't really calm down until I figure out that he's in his cot. Yeah. Um, but. In the past, that's always been like really a lot worse. If I'm like half awake, half dreaming, and I see something, yeah. that could be something else in the room. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's, it's not just that I'm afraid that it's something. It's that I actually, in my hallucination kind of state, I th- I literally think there's something going on in yeah. the room, and I like sometimes jump out of bed, don't I? And, I haven't done that so much recently. Can you I, move my legs? And I had no idea. Yeah, one time I was like speak. digging under your legs recently, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that's one step further than what I get, but yeah. I definitely get that, that first that's, that's yeah. that reaction of, what the hell is that? Yeah, but it's interesting that to you say that, because maybe it has like a similar origin. Yeah. That kind could, of paranoia yeah, about it, sure it probably does. something happening to you at night. Yeah, because yeah. you can do phases of that, and if you're like a little bit more stressed, yeah. It gets much worse. Yeah, and even walking around in the, like, even like walking around in the dark, like in the dark. When I was really stressed, yeah. When you're really stressed, like, didn't like not having the lights on at all. I used to hate it because I used to be like, even even about if it, if it was just late at night and I was walking around, 
downstairs with the lights off and, and I'd catch reflections in mm. glass and, and things like that. Or well, stuff that could be outside. Or, mean, yeah, outside or behind me in the reflection. No. And it would always, my brain would just be like, yeah, but what, there's something there yeah, every sure. step of the way. Yeah. And it used to just freak me out all the time. That's interesting. And I used to it? find it really hard. Like having lights on definitely used to help. Yeah. It seems to have calmed down much more now that I've got less, less, less stress. stress. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think it's probably because <clears throat> the one I know is from Brother Andrew, I think. Yeah, I think I've heard of about somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> It's, a, it's not a great story, is story it? Yeah. To tell a child. It's just like, yeah, awful. like demons are real, and they might show up at the end of your bed. There yeah, because we, we were having this conversation about um, sort of fear of paranormal things yeah. happening, and I think I've I've never really had any. Like, I think the only thing I had once was lying in bed and hearing this very distinctive like scratching. Mm. It sounded like writing coming from my desk, and I was like, oh, there's something right on my desk, and it mm. was just it was just rat, it was mice in the ceiling. Yeah, sure. But I think. Even if something sort of scares me in the night or I hear a weird noise, my brain pr- never really jumps to anything yeah. supernatural at yeah, all. Okay. And like it's, it's kind of it, like that's a, a benefit. But in another way, we were talking about more general concept of spirituality and bre- believing in something. I was kind of almost like I'd, I'd quite like to believe something like that, but I just can't. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have whatever path that is to yeah. connect things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. But then you have the benefits of not thinking things are in in the dark. But yeah. Was well, like it, it'd be nice to believe in something, <laughs> anything at all. Oh, Catherine. <laughs> yeah. I'd like some meaning. I'd like some meaning. <laughs> it's a really uh, on the plus side. Like we probably talk a lot about the negatives of. Yeah, growing up a Christian, but on the plus side, like you have a lot of um, assurance. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, and a lot less like fear of like death and stuff. Yeah, and it helps like dealing with loss. I think easier potentially. Yeah. Not easier though. If they're not saved. I think that's not like yeah. yeah. Something again. I've said the word saved, but <laughs> if they died not a Christian, then it's a lot oh, harder than yeah. not oh. with, isn't it? It's a bit of a double-edged sword, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we've like. But then the caveat used to always be. Oh, I bet, like people say, oh, I, I bet loads of people like on their deathbed, like say the prayer. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. When they're faced with death in that moment, they you know they cry. Yeah, nothing else to lose, and they might as well. Yeah, yeah. might as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna get into, if you're gonna get into that. heaven, yeah, that's the best time to do yeah, it. For yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do what you like for your yeah. whole life, and yeah. then in the last seconds, be like, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think becoming a Christian made me feel any better about death. Really. Really. Well, so, I still okay. don't want to die. No, okay. No, I mean about dealing with the death of others, I guess, but you haven't really known anyone that. Yeah, no, not worse no. than Christian. Even like the concept of... Because imagine if you think of the concept of death as there being something afterwards. Mm. That must be quite nice, because the thing that freaks... I'm quite... Yeah. yeah. I'm very scared of death in general. Yeah. And oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because you need the Lord, Catherine. I know. <laughs> we can help you. We can help <laughs> you. That's why we brought you here, Catherine. <laughs> so I imagine it would be quite comforting to think of it, not not in a positive way, but in yeah. a not wholly negative way, rather than just the idea of nothing existing at all in your brain forever, yeah. ever. That's quite... I remember thinking about that as a child. It freaks yeah. you out, doesn't it? When you yeah. Think, well, and, like, nothing. if it's someone else, yeah. you can kind of... You can, you can kind of... Like, sucks to be you, but I'm alive still. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like other people, you can kind of 
be a bit more spiritual about it. But if it's your own death, it's like... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can't comprehend not can't being figure, alive. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's horrible. Now it. that I'm like it. less sure about the after life, yeah, um, I actually find it the, the thought of nothing quite peaceful. So do I. How weird is that? Isn't it strange? Yeah. yeah. So oh, we've, we've had yeah. conversations about yeah. this actually, me and Catherine, yeah. and I've been like, no, I think the idea of nothing, just like chilling out, not even that, just nothing. Yeah, so that's like, quite peaceful. Oh, yeah. It's quite a hard. The thing I struggle with is, is you know, people who die young. Yeah. yeah. That seems like really hard to deal with yeah. without any hope for like the afterlife. And I think Christianity oh, okay. offers people, yeah, in those situations, like, again, yeah. it's a, it's a double edged sword for a lot of reasons. But again, it, yeah. but it does offer people a bit of like, um, solace. Kind of, yeah, for the for the afterlife. But yeah, I think you know the thought of like living a, a decent life and like. Yeah, I guess the idea of there being nothing afterwards makes me want to appreciate being yeah. alive more. Yeah. yeah. Rather than the idea of like there's actually a better life to come. Yeah. You might yeah. as well just sacrifice everything in this life to make the most of the better life. I mean, that's the, coming up to the episode where we talked about eternity. We spoke yeah. about this a bit, didn't we? Yeah. But I find that idea is a very stressful existence, and yes. if you're wrong. Yeah. I know yeah. I've heard a lot of Christians say, well, if I'm wrong, it doesn't matter. You know, I've had a good life and I've yeah. enjoyed being a Christian. Like, I die and it's fine. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm, that's not what I experienced of Christianity. Like, if I lived like that my whole life and then it was, I was wrong, yeah. I've just spent my whole life <clears throat> pushing towards something that... And, yeah, like, yeah. giving up, giving up the enjoyment in my life to, yeah. for nothing. Yeah. So that's the end of part one, folks. Hope you enjoyed it, but not too much. Uh, tune in next week for part two.